Hey, Nacho. Hey, Sophie D. Ooh. Ooh. Welcome to Late to the Party. Where we talk about movies and TV shows we missed out on when they were super popular. I guess you could say that we're late, late to, to the, the party. party. <laughs> Doing something different this week. Yeah, because we're away. We are away. We are in San Diego right now. Yeah. But we wanted to make sure that we were prepared and still had some kind of filler episode in between. Yeah, exactly. So here we are doing true crime, dipping our toes in. Oh, man, you are not excited for this. Yes. Well, when I said our, I meant my toes because you are full full body. You can't involve into it. Yeah. <laughs> You're already in the pool. Yeah. I picked the Jinx because this is a great doc series and it's, all, it's coming back around, it's, you know? Yeah. You, you were saying that it's, it's a very current thing. And I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the show is from 2015, but his whole like trial and everything is, is very current. <laughs> mm, yum. I yeah. love that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's about Robert Durst, mm-hmm. who definitely did it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely think he did it. And if he didn't, he is guilty in some sort of way. I think his hands are dirty. Mm. They, yeah, I think he has had something to do with it regardless. Yeah. You know, I could see that. Yeah. So, I mean, before the first time you watched this, did, what did you know about Robert Durst? I knew little snippets here and there, and I've seen... Do you remember Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. The landlady's boyfriend, that crazy guy, mm. Fred Armisen? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Robert Durst. He. That's the character oh. he plays. Oh. <laughs> I love Fred so much. Yeah. He, he just, just does a good job being, like, so just peculiar and out there that, like, I can never just put him... To somebody in real life. Yeah. And he's done Robert Durst on SNL. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. <sighs> he does it too good. Mm, but he's <laughs> such a good guy. I love that guy. <laughs> so if it's too good, I'm not going to say anything that's suspicious. He's just a great actor. Yeah. So we're definitely going to have to look for some of his uh, skits. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But I, I knew nothing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I did warn you. I was like, this one's a little graphic in the beginning. Yeah, I forgot you said that. And I, I started watching this. You're like, there's a toe? Yes. <laughs> I started watching this on like Thursday night. And I was like, I'm not watching this now. I got like three minutes and I was like, nope, not yeah. for me. Yeah. Because I wanted to like, you know, just like split it up nice and even make it like chill like 20 minutes a day because it's a 40 minute episode. Yeah. I mean, 40. I also could have just handled that in one shot. I was like, I'm going to not do that. Yeah, no, I don't know why I didn't do that. It's heavy in the beginning. Yeah, so I <laughs> I didn't even get to the title sequence before I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I just saw body parts. Yeah, because like, no, it was also you. like 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, oh, yeah, Natalie, no. you're going to bed. You d- do not need this right now. <laughs> not for your first true crime. No. Not 11 o'clock at I night. I also, I mean, does does Tiger King count as true crime? Oh, yeah, I think I did would. watch that when that first came out. But yeah. I also felt like that was more of me just like following the, the wave. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is different i mean it's this very, feels like more in it it's a more lot. like serious and more yeah yeah like tiger king felt kind of like a uh almost like a satire in a way <laughs> but it was real which is the yeah. worst part yeah <laughs> yeah but, but uh, this is this is you're you're dipping into the deep end yes of the pool yes and clearly things are getting washed up yeah <laughs> see what i did oh jeez, oh, oh, a little too soon huh <laughs> <laughs> weird yeah anyway my synopsis can i tell you oh yeah give it to me it, the murderer is from Westchester, which meant that I couldn't get past that enough to like actually give you a synopsis. <laughs> uh, he's not from Westchester, but like he spends enough time in Westchester to be tied to it. 
that I didn't like it. Yeah, that's what was confusing because like his family owns real estate in New York City, but then he went to Scarsdale High School. So I'm like, did he grow up in Scarsdale? Did they move Probably. around Westchester a bunch? It's a very wealthy area of Westchester. Yeah, because yeah, so Southern Westchester I wouldn't is be very ritzy, yeah. ritzy. Yeah. There's like a like a straight line that cuts between Westchester. It is so weird. And it's like rich and not rich. Yeah. It's crazy. It's the, the strangest thing. Yeah. <laughs> If you can tell, we are on the humble side. Yeah, we are on North Westchester, the fun side. Yeah, that has to work for money. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> so the story starts in Galveston, Texas in yes. September 2001. Yes. Which Rough is, year. Oh, yeah. I was going to be like, is this tied to anything else? <laughs> oh, please, no. But luckily it's not. No, it's not. Oh, I was going to be like, so if this is too heavy for me, I can't do this. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> A man that gets a dispatch call says that like somebody's at his house or somebody's at this house and there's a young kid that found what they think is a torso. A fucking torso? Like a a torso torso, like no head, no arms, no legs, just a torso. And I was like, huh? If I was down by a body of water and just found a torso, I would never go near water again. Did you hear about, I think it was, it was definitely like discovered on TikTok, but those kids found that suitcase by the water. And there was body in it. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, that was rough. Oh, no. And I think like that became like a thing thing. I uh, obviously didn't follow it too much, but like that happened. Oh, that's so I, scary. Like, just, yeah, you can't imagine, like if you are that person, like, oh, can't imagine that. Yeah, no. Ugh. Oh, my God. That's traumatizing. Yeah. We go on a tour, right? Because yes. it's like present day or whatever. And the cop is like, so here was the torso. <laughs> This is the spot. Yeah, right here <laughs> next to this rock. And you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. So he says that also this was, it was like a very just the first ew that I got because he's like, so yeah, in order to get the torso out of the water, I had to stick my hand down the throat and grab him by the breastbone to pull it out. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, you're like, yeah, to what? You had to do what now? I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So I, he didn't have gloves on him. You know he did that barehanded. Oh my God, ew. You know yeah, he did. and you get why he's so nonchalant talking about it, but you're also like, geez. I mean. Oh, my God. But also, so it was 2015, right? So I, I would do that like more than 12, 13 years or something like that. So there's, I mean, I still wouldn't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I would be that chill talking about it. I mean, I people deal with shit differently. Like yeah. a lot of people like to go to dark humor. So he's probably like, this is how I cope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I smile through the tears. Anyway, I'm a stand-up comedian now. Yeah. So after they find the torso, floating trash bags show up and you're like, that's bad news. <laughs> it's only bad news. Yeah. He says that they, fe- it, it felt like they clearly felt like there were limbs in there. Like you could feel the knees, you can feel the fingers. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> like this is awful. <laughs> and this is when you turn to the documentary. That's, yep. Actually, it's coming up in the next notes. The next minute is what happened so there yeah. was they start to show pictures of the bags mm-hmm. and they yeah. say that you can even like see the little pieces through the holes because you know the, the water and like stuff got ripped up yeah and then they were showing the limbs and i was like nope this is my cue to go to bed now yeah and that's that's really the only part where the documentary gets pretty graphic I yeah think. yeah i was just like no it's too late for me yeah it's like within the first three minutes yeah it's like here you go i mean they had to get you with a hook and i guess it worked okay, it's a really intense it hook it's, I was going to say, it's a hook that is, is very um, binary. It's either going to get you or it's going to put you away. Yeah, we get this one detective, and he's like, this case is bonkers. And I think his Bonkers. Name, Love that name. Is <laughs> Cazalas. Cazalas, yeah. I the didn't other get, ones is Jones. Yeah, I didn't get too many of them. I also stopped referring to them by their names. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. News broadcast of someone of the reporter saying, a kid was fishing. When uh, all the body parts came over, I would uh, never go fishing again. No, never. Absolutely never. not. No but head. This guy, Calazas, also says, you know, none of us knew what we were stepping into. And if I did, I would have maybe stepped a little more cautiously. If I knew, I would just not step in. 
Yeah. Just simply, I would just walk the other way. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I could do it. I get that, like, being a detective is, like, a lot, and, like, you see some shit, but also, like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know, this isn't a job for me. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. You but know, I like, like <laughs> luckily, we have people that do, but no, not for me. Yeah. There's a whole dive team, can't find the head. Oof. But in the trash bags, they find a newspaper with an address. What a rookie move. But also, it's it's interesting how, like, the clues just line up. They, it sounded almost, I mean, I know that they're telling it in, like, the Spark Notes version, but it almost sounds like two, like, one, two, three. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's like, oh, cool, let's go to this address that just happens to be in the trash bag of this, this random arm that we just found. Yeah, but then when you kind of, like, learn more about Robert Durst, you're like, this is why he was so careless. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this man's, like, never faced a consequence. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Rich, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we cut to some home video that was shot in, like, 2003, and then now we're outside of that house. And the detectives tell us that they found blood on the stairway, and then it trailed out to, like, the road, so that gave yeah. them cues or Right clues. outside the house? Yeah. So... <laughs> Like what? Just drag the body out the front door. Yeah, you don't. Like, you don't do that. <laughs> what? I. I mean, how else would I get the body out? They're like, I guess this is the <laughs> house we were looking for. Like, yeah. even if they didn't find, even if they didn't find the numbers, that's true. They would have been like, well, we gotta check this out. Yeah, this is a little suspicious. Yeah, they contact the landlord, find out who the tenants are. Yep. Morris Black lived in apartment number one, and apartment number two was rented by an old mute lady named Dorothy Signer. Yes. And also they had to make it a point to make sure that we knew that she was ugly and old. <laughs> it felt like they spent a little, um, not too much, but they definitely dedicated time to making sure we knew that she was ugly and undesirable and old. Well, now we know that Robert Durst is ugly in a wig. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, you know. Like, because, okay, so spoiler alert, I guess. I mean, like everybody but me knows about this. So the spoiler for me would have been like, Robert Durst has like a lot of personalities and he has a lot of like aliases and cover-ups. So yeah. the, both of these people were cover-ups. He uses all these fake names. So he used Dorothy. Yeah. Dorothy was a cover. But like, before I knew that, I was like, they're being really mean to this woman. <laughs> Fuck Dorothy yeah. in particular. I was like, did she do it? <laughs> <laughs> damn if she's responsible for this murder they're just really going so. in on her. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have to attack her her yeah. person <laughs> like she's she can't help it yeah but then you're like oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we hear a recording of, of a testimony by the landlord and he said that dorothy was a great tenant because she paid ahead for a year yeah a mute lady <laughs> yeah, paying sure. rent for the whole year. That's sketchy. That's a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah. But also they make sure to ask, are, is she attractive in any way? So then the landlord has to be like, I mean, would I, no. you know, would you, <laughs> he's like, you know, like if you would call like, you know, kind of like middle-aged and flat-chested, I, I wouldn't call that attractive, but if that's you, that's you. And I was like, that's mean. Yeah. You don't have to equate flat chests right. to, to ugliness. And you can also just simply say like, no, I did not find this person attractive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. didn't have to drag them <laughs> like, it's like he was waiting yeah he was waiting to talk to somebody about <laughs> <laughs> shit about his tenant yeah <laughs> i have this ugly ass tenant I, it's so but ugly but pays the rent so it's okay but like so ugly yeah, it's so much money <laughs> it's like i, I don't know we're yeah. gonna get stuck on this because it's so it's so out of pocket yeah <laughs> it's like out of everything really but anyway but so, otherwise, Dorothy was a good tenant, besides being ugly. Yeah, and the dismembered body is identified as Morris Black, yes, so tenant. Because the they were able apartment. to pull, they were able to pull a fingerprint from one of the, the handbags, the arms yeah. or something, in the hallway of the home between the apartments of the common hallway. It to they say that it looked like someone tried to clean the blood. Yes. So they check out apartment number two, which is the one that is owned by Dorothy or rented by Dorothy. Yep. They it's so clean. They're like, this is suspicious. 
And then they spot drop cloths and move them. And then there's cuts in the flooring. Hmm. So then they pick up the flooring and there's like, there's blood. It's like, it's not even tried to get cleaned up. Yeah, it's right. just there. Yeah. I guess it just, he what? just like covered just, it up, you know, like swept it under the rug. Kind yeah. Of things. Um, yeah. It's so like then, blood has to be so hard to get rid of. Yeah. Why even bother? Yeah. Why yeah. bother murdering? Yeah. Just put some linoleum over it. Yeah. But exactly. they check it and it matches Morris Black's blood. Damn. So this is this is the location. Yeah. This is where he got dismembered. Exactly. And also the the point that the detective made earlier was that it looked like the the limbs looked like they were just ripped off of somebody's butt. Like you know you put your foot on one end and then you rip the other side. He said for all of them they were sawed, but the last arm. Oh, the last one. Okay. Was sawed halfway and then broken. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. What the fuck? What'd you get tired? Yeah. Right. You break the saw. You just are a little impatient now. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, the landlord says... You know what it is? My show's on? Yeah, I gotta go. This is taking way too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who knew bodies were so hard? I know. Jeopardy's on. Yeah. The landlord says that Dorothy travels all the time. She's, like, never there. Yeah. One officer is so suspicious. This lady is loaded, travels, and lives in this dinky apartment. And is paid for it in full, but also is ugly. And there's blood in her tiles. So this is something that isn't adding up. Yeah. Basically. And, yeah. And this is when we get a recording where the landlord's like, yeah, she's ugly. U-G-L-Y. <laughs> she got no alibi. <laughs> yeah. Officers are also like, it looks like a man lives here. Not a lady. Yeah. Because they're checking the place out and they're like, this does not match. This is so sketchy. Which also, I guess, proves that the landlord is like decent and doesn't just break into his tenant's apartments. That landlord's like, I got my money. I'm yeah, minding not my, my own business. business. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as you should. Old school. Imagine though being the landlord of a murder crime scene. Dude, what do you do? That like, do you, ha- you have to sell. <laughs> like, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would not want it anymore. Yeah. Another recording of the landlord is of them discussing seeing a man who would sometimes come around the apartment. Yes. And the landlord just assumed that was like her brother or something. Yeah. He's like, you know, she, they, he kind of looks like her without a wig on. <laughs> you know, they look exactly the same. Yeah. But I don't know why. <laughs> but he talks. Yeah. And that's right. So there's yeah. no way they can be the same. And one smarty pants officer is like, there's no Dorothy. Like, this is so sketchy. What do you mean? She paid me in full. Yeah. <laughs> I have the money right here. The landlord's like, no question, no further questions. (laughs) I mean, if you get your money, I guess. Yeah. But then they also find that there's more trash to go through. All all the bins in the back, basically. Yeah. The officers decide to just go through it for any clues. They go through, which I would hate doing this, but I would also be so good at doing this, is categorizing, tagging, taking pictures of every single piece of trash. Yeah. What do you think is worse? The body part team or the garbage team? (sighs) I mean, okay, well... The garbage team is less traumatizing, <laughs> but the body part team has less, like, busy work. Yeah. So I think it depends on your mood. I feel like they're both pretty bad. They both suck. <laughs> they're both bad. But the, the garbage team does find a an appointment receipt or, like, a, something that has Robert Durst's name on it for yeah. an eyeglasses, like, a, a pickup thing, a slip. Yeah, they said eye clinic. Yeah. I, just, I, I, I don't guess. use that word anymore, so I don't, like, the yeah. eye doctor? Yeah, I'm like, eye doctor? Yeah. Clinic. Clinic is a weird Must word Must be a to Texas me. thing. Maybe yeah. a, a 2001 thing. But yeah, so like Robert Durst, who's that? And then they go to the place, ask a worker about who this guy is, and give him a business card. They're like, if this guy shows back up, call me. But he's like, he's never going to show up. Yeah, he's like, no way. There's but no way. But just in case. But stay tuned. Yeah. And I think it was Detective Casalis. Yes, that t- guy. Does that? Yeah, yeah. So then they also say they found a tag from a hardware store that's about two blocks away from the house. And the, re- the receipt matched every single thing that you would use to cut a body up. <laughs> Like what? what? Isn't that like the staple rule of like being a bad guy is like not getting everything in the same spot? You're like, do you want your receipt? No, thank you. Right. Right. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> you know what? You keep it. I want to save some paper. Yeah. 
So then the detective says that his pager went off while they were at the hardware store and it was from the eye clinic. Like what? He really went back? Same day. It might have been the next day, but like in the same sequence of days. Yeah. Like I picture just everything happening all at once. Immediately. Like everything (laughs) just like falls into place for them. I imagine it's like dominoes. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I guess back to the whole like, of course, you know, he's never faced a consequence in his life, but like he really went back to the eye doctor. Yeah, he did. He just really stayed in town, didn't flee or anything. Nope. He's like, whatever. Oh, wow. Okay, good for him. Yeah, so as he drives to it, he sees Robert Durst pulling out onto the road. So luckily, officer... How did they know it was Robert Durst, his face? How did they know? Maybe it was just like he happened oh. to be the only car leaving the place or something. Oh, maybe I that. Know. I was going to say maybe they did a background check on his name. But maybe. then they didn't know that he was from the city yet. Yeah, so they didn't know. Hmm, interesting. Maybe they were just like, this guy's leaving. Yeah. The eyeglasses. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Officer Jones. Oh, wait, duh, because the eye doctor called them. And yeah, yeah, so he yeah, yeah. go over. Catching up. Yeah, so he's pulling out. Officer Jones pulls him over and sees a bow saw in huh. the back seat. So he's like, oh, hey, this must be your guy, huh? Not even in the trunk. Not hiding, not no. covered up, just, just my bow out saw. in the open. Yep. Yeah. So then they arrest him on the spot. Yeah. Because of that. So then the other detective, he's like, this guy? We're going to bank this guy for murder? Yeah, the officers are all very confused about him. Yeah, they say he looked like a librarian and like not somebody who would dismember a human being. But also like, what do you think somebody, what what does that person look like to you? Yeah, I don't know. He looks evil to me. Yeah. <laughs> you can just get a vibe from some people. And yeah, like looking at his picture, like I would, he he's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Cazales explains that he's arrested for homicide and his bond is $250,000. Yep. And Robert Durst is like, okay, so like, what do I do? And he's like, do you have the money? And he's like, no, not on me. Which is a weird answer, right? Yeah. So, they, yeah, they got taken aback, and I'd be like, where are you going to get it from? Even Officer Jones is like, bro, what? Yeah, so then we find out that he calls somebody named Deborah in New York City, and she is able to overnight him the money. What's the deal with her now? Yeah, right? Like, where, like, how, hmm, how? Yeah. You know? So that, that's where I started getting suspicious, because, like, at first I'm like, I'm, because I know, just, you know that Robert Dorsey is the one that did it. Yeah. So I'm like, but now there's other players in the game. Yeah. And you're like, $250,000. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just like, what? How yeah. does he have access to that? Right. Like, what is this? So, so we watch an, a recording of an interview with yes. Deborah, Robert Durst's wife. Current's she, wife. She treats this whole thing like it's a huge inconvenience. Uh, she's from New York, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> like, you know, you don't give a shit that he was arrested for murdering someone. Yeah. I'm like, I, and she's not at all suspicious. Yeah, and, like, I feel kind of bad that, like, the murder, the victim is, like, glossed over because of just ha- the ridiculousness surrounding the yeah. people in this True. case. Yeah. It's, like, this poor man. Yeah, does Morris Black have a story? No. They don't, like, they wow. don't really go into him too much. No in family? No idea. Wow. Yeah. You're right, that's so shitty. So it's, like, he's just glossed over. Like, like there's two, there's going to be a couple other cases, too, and it's, like, it's, the, but it's just, it's, he is unfortunately a victim and he kind of gets glossed over because it's just a whole tornado yeah. of stuff. I get that. Yeah. 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 Yikes. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to this Deborah footage. They're like kind of grilling her. And what's weird to me was that they ask when they got married and she like really has to think about it. And she says December 2000. But if it's only 2001, why is she thinking so hard? Yeah. Like you what? You've been married. So that's, like- that's when I was like, are you, is she making something up? Yeah. You know, or like she's playing whatever kind of like fake facade thing that she's playing. Did you get fake married? Like what's yeah, the deal out here? And then she says that she heard about his rental apartment in Texas certainly after October 9th, 20 or 2001, because that was the day that he called her about the arrest. So she's basically, I mean, I guess 
if they're rich, she's been in plenty of legal situations, so I'm mm-hmm. sure she's playing some kind of angle. But it's just interesting. Yeah, that she's being so hostile. Yeah, because like that's not weird. helping her look great. Right yeah, now. no. Yeah, no, and it's it's really fucked up. Yeah, just with the whole situation, it's yeah. like you can at least give a little bit of a shit. Yeah, you know, like there's a there's a poor man has been killed. No, I don't care though. Yeah, like come was on. he paying rent to me? No. Yeah. So Cazales tells us that he went back to work some morning and. He usually gets like one or two messages on his voicemail. He had 21. Whew, that's a lot to go that's through. A, that's a lot. That's a lot to walk in I on. would be really overwhelmed. Yeah. If, sometimes if I get, so I'll get a lot of spam emails overnight, but if I get like 10 work emails, I'll be like, <gasps> yeah, what happened? I know. Sometimes I'll miss, like I'll have to take a, like a sick day at work and I'll come back and there's like 50 emails. That's in my inbox. too many. Like, what is that is happening? way too many. No. But and this is the point where they say the dots are starting to connect. Yeah, they so they start to learn more about Robert Durst. Yes. So we go to a guy from the New York Times. Charles Bagley. Yeah. He tells us that we heard about Robert Durst killing this the whole thing. Like his neighbor said that like something happened. And then we were all like, what? Our Bob Durst? <laughs> and I was like, he has a nickname? Yeah. Who? Our? Who? Who's our? Yeah. What? Yeah. And, and they're like... Oh, so is it our Bob Durst, who's a person of interest in New York State? And then we go to Janine Pirro, former district attorney of Westchester. I cracked up when she came on because they do her on SNL. <laughs> and it's so funny. Damn, so they just do everyone in it's the series. such a mess, yeah. Because so Cicely <laughs> Strong does her. And I guess like her new thing is that she's always just wine drunk. Oh my God. So she always comes out with like a half glass of wine and she's always talking with her hand. So it keeps flying out of the glass. <laughs> it is so good. Oh my God. And actually in this last season finale, uh, she like did a whole bit where she like jumped into a whole vat of wine. Because everybody's like rumored that like a lot of the old cast members are leaving this year. So yeah. like as a going out thing, that might have been like her kind of like farewell sketch. Oh my god! But I couldn't take her seriously because I'm just thinking about SNL the whole time. <laughs> Oops. But yes, no. So Janine Pirro is here. Yeah. <laughs> and she says that the murder wasn't anything spectacular, which is rude. Yeah. But she's like, that wasn't the spectacular part. It was a part. It was because it was connected to Robert Durst that we got interested. Yeah, and it's like, okay. Which I guess is fair, like New York, Texas, but also like, that's still fucked up to say. It really is. You know? Someone died. Yeah. Like, murdered. Can we be a little bit more sympathetic here? (laughs) I couldn't be in this industry. No, not for me. I could not be in any type of like law situation. Like if I had to defend somebody or like whatever, whichever lawyer on whichever side. Yeah, I I can't imagine being a lawyer, right? And you have to defend someone who's like 100% guilty. Yeah. You're like, can I just not? Can you give me one likable quality about you? (laughs) You're an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Then a detective says that they found out that he belonged to one of the richest families in New York City and he suspected in his wife's disappearance in New York. Imagine being in Texas and finding out that you have like this guy here and you're like, wait. So, what? Yeah. How? Do, why did you end up here? And then you're sitting there watching this for the first time, and you're probably like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and then also, like, if I was a Texas cop, I would, in a way, be like very intimidated because I'm like, "Oh, so this guy from New York is coming to like my small town? Now yeah. I got to deal with this big wig dude." Yeah. You come to my small town and murder people and ruin my small town's little reputation. That's rude. New York can bounce back from that. We can't. Yeah. So back in 1982, Robert reported his wife Kathleen missing. And it has remained unsolved. Ugh. And her family is like, oh, he's 100% responsible. But then he still managed to like play innocent for whatever reason. Yeah. And then sometime after her disappearance is when he like ran to Galveston. Uh-huh. So like, how does that work? Is how, like, you know, the like the stealth snitching to, I guess, protect yourself. Yeah. But to be like, oh my God, I'm going to kill you. But also, oops, my wife is missing. Yeah. Like, then, I wonder how that works and like how that plays out in your head. Yeah. And I just don't understand how you like. 
your wife's missing, you like fuck off, go to Galveston, and then you still travel back and forth and you manage to have like a whole relationship and a new wife. Yeah. Like what? Who also doesn't isn't isn't suspicious of any of that? Yeah. Weird. She's just there for money. Yeah. No, well, we find that out later. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah. But we also find out that there's more found footage. So we're just watching Douglas Durst, the brother. Yeah. Um, at the, you know, just them playing at the beach or something like that. But he also lets us know in, in another interview that they owned, the family owned nine office buildings in the city. He lists off every single location. Oh, it's like a shit ton. It's all like on 8th Avenue and like the fa- like Avenue of the Americas. So the very, very fancy buildings that they oh, have. Yeah. We cut back to Janine and she says that she was at his arraignment what is that? Like a trial. One of, one of the trials. Yeah. Um, but she was like fully expecting to see him there. Like she wanted to size him up, but he didn't show. Yeah. So now he's a fugitive. Because Alice said he decided to run. I honestly think he was just like, nah, I don't want to go. Yeah. Like, I, I'm kind of bored today. I really wouldn't be surprised if it was just like not on his radar. Yeah. He's just like, you know, this doesn't vibe with me today. No. No, I'm going to go lay out in the sun today. And we get like footage. One guy's like, Robert, come back. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's his legal team. I think so. And they're like, you have people on your side. We just, we want you back here. He's like, your family's paying for lawyers yeah, and stuff. whoever. Me. They're yeah. paying for me. Yeah. So then his brother says that he did in fact hire a bodyguard to protect him against Robert because at the time, at that point in time, Robert's actions were bizarre. That's rough. Yeah, it is. I don't blame Imagine, him. Imagine though, that's crazy. Like to, if your brother, your sibling did that or even if like you you got to the point where you actually did suspect your brother of doing that yeah that's that's a lot to to process i know and it's like it's crazy how hard they go to defend him because yeah. i'm sure like any normal people would probably be like you fucking did what yeah yeah <laughs> you know like this is like extreme there's you only know? so much you can do to defend that. But, like, because they're, like, rich, they probably want to protect their name and yeah. protect their image. Uh, and yeah. he's like, there's no protecting this. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, you, some, it's almost even sometimes, you know, how it can be more noble to be like, yeah, you fucked up. You're cut off. Yeah. Yeah. That would probably be better. Yeah. We go back to Officer Jones and he's like, we have no idea how the fuck we're supposed to find this guy anywhere. He could be anywhere. Anywhere. Because then he brings up that Robert Durst had, like, a trillion different aliases. A PI tells Galveston journalists that Robert Durst has used fake names in the past. Dorothy Siner is listed on the FBI top 10 most wanted list. Oof. But what did he, Dorothy do? Yeah, right. But then he got the name because he went to high school with her. That's so, bullshit. So what about real life Dorothy? Yeah. Just dragging her name through the mud. Yeah, what the She fuck? can't poor, have a future now. Poor Dorothy. <laughs> and they found a bank account he opened with a fake name. Yeah. But wait, rewind back to Dorothy. They went to Scarsdale High School together. Yeah. Which is local to us. This is when I started freaking out. And I was like, wait, he's a local? Yeah. No, local. I don't like this. I refuse this. I don't want it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And this asshole even rented a car under Morris Black. Wow. That's that is rude. fucked up. Yeah. And we wait, get- but how much time has passed? Unless do you think he just stole Morris Black's name beforehand? I Maybe. I mean, I guess he has so many names. He probably just did it sometime after the murder. But so then I'm thinking of that. So September 2001 is when he killed him. Yeah. Or at least when the body was found. So what time is it now? I forgot. I don't know what, where we are in the timeline that like, oh, I'm just know. saying, you know, it has it been a few months. Has it been a year? And like the time in between then is like very fast for him to have just stolen the identity. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? No, definitely. Absolutely. And it's like, if, if Morris Black is dead, the cops probably aren't like trying to ping his name on anything. That's true. You know, they're not, yeah. probably not trying. They wouldn't, like, I wouldn't think that. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be my go to. And we get photos of other fake names. So nuts. many of them. So many of them. Yeah. What? How? I don't know. But then they're saying they were just kind of like intercutting this with like, like recreated footage of some guy just shaving his head because we're just 
driving it home that he's just changing his appearance so much. Yeah, right. But then the detective says that he called up the places that Robert used to live. So then we cut to South Salem, also in Westchester County. <laughs> yeah. Where the locals say that they saw a guy who looked like Durst standing out on a dock behind a cottage where he once used to live with Kathleen. So yeah. that's obviously him. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Gross. I just don't like, I know that you chose this because it's relevant to us. Yeah. But I don't like that it's so close to home. Oh, yeah. Because you wouldn't think like. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy is basically telling us like all these little stories like yeah. that they're piecing together. Tell us more about Robert Durst. So then we go to a news broadcast of Robert Durst getting caught by police because he shoplifted a sandwich from, from Wegmans. Wegmans. <sighs> Yikes. Even the Texas cops are like, bro, seriously? For real? A Wegmans? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Those are good sandwiches. <laughs> they Pretty good. Yeah. But so part of the story was that um, he was, I think it was on his birthday that they also got married. And it was 19 years after they got married, I think, is when he filed her missing. Whereas, uh, yeah, but then when he showed up back at his South Salem home, it was like 19 years after her, her disappearance. Oh, yeah, that's what the years was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, the weird thing for me, maybe it's just a personal thing, I wouldn't schedule my wedding on my birthday. Yeah, me neither. You know, like in the best case scenario, one of the two is going to get overshadowed. Yeah. And in the worst case, now your birthday is associated with something bad. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Just personally not a choice that I would make. Yeah, it's a, an odd choice. Yeah. Yeah. Cops search his car. They find guns, weed, $38,000, and Morris Black's ID. Is that a weed? <laughs> Calling the police. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, no. Why, so then that they brought up the point, like, why he has $38,000 in cash on him. Why is he stealing a sandwich? Yeah. So they're like, did he want to get caught? Like, what's the deal with this guy? But I'm also like, he probably didn't think anyone would notice. That's true. <laughs> like he's probably like, i have to pay for this Ew, nah. yuck <laughs> i'm just taking there's, this there's that um that bill gates segment on ellen where he's like guessing how much pizza rolls cost Ugh. and he's like uh 27.85 and people are like that shit costs four dollars yeah so it's, it's one of those things where it's like you know you're so rich that you don't even know the value of something that you're stealing yeah and also your workers have to work how long to buy pizza rolls in your mind? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> They're not fucking gourmet. What are yeah. you doing, dude? So then we cut to Durst getting walked into the courtroom, and he's about like 58 at this point. Yeah, he looks so fucking evil. Yeah. yeah he's like super pale, very white hair, but it's also buzz cut. And then yeah. also because he's in the jumpsuit, it just doesn't look great for him. And his eyes are just black. Yeah, it's yeah. It's so scary. Back to an interview with Deborah. She's again so over this. I forgot her name, so I put back to the alive wife. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was mean. They, it's poor Kathleen. They ask about what she spoke to Robert about while he was in jail, and she's like, um, just listen to the recordings, duh. What are you wasting my time for? Yeah, she has a point, but also she doesn't have to be an asshole about it. She really doesn't have to be an asshole. She doesn't have to be because again, Answer she's digging her own grave. Answer the fucking questions, yeah. Deborah. <laughs> but also again, she's she's being New York. Yeah. That's the only thing I could say. Like, I, maybe there's a part of her that's just, like, annoyed because it's like, oh, he did this. Why am I getting tied into it? And it's like, yeah. you're the next. You're the wife. You're the wife. You're the person who knows him next best. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Like. And also, why don't you live together? <laughs> like, some, there's something fishy there. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I obviously don't want to think for her, but she's she's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And we listened to a recording of them talking on the phone. It's so interesting. It's very much um, this conversation just proves that all old people are the same. Like yeah. full offense, no offense. They're just talking about how cold it is in the prison. And yeah. he's like, I got this jumpsuit and it's like so comfortable, but it's so cold and it's always cold. I put my sweater on, but it's still cold in here. And we're like, <laughs> it's like okay. Okay, okay right. Robert. 
get a, get another jacket or something. I don't yeah, know. I don't get a blanket. I don't know. I don't but know yeah, how prison works. Even if they're murderers, they're still all the same. Yeah, really. So now we watch his testimony. We learn that he worked for the Durst organization for a while, but didn't really do anything. Yeah. And then Douglas is like, yeah, he lost his job because he stopped showing up. Yeah. He's like, I had all these titles, but they weren't important. What an uh, asshole. I'm sure they were. They just weren't important to you. Yeah. <laughs> They're important to you people know who much, need money. You know how much work he probably gave the people below him because he wasn't doing his job? Yeah, probably. And they weren't. Ton. I mean, they're getting paid a shitload, but they're not getting paid to do his job. Yeah, I would be so annoyed. So ridiculous. Uh, we've all, we all know that coworker. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you know the one. Yeah. They asked Robert why he quit and asked if it was because his brother was picked as chairman. And he's like, no, he's picked way before I quit. Okay. Okay. So is that? So why did you quit, guy? Yeah. Like, can you t- give us something? And then he also says that the senior family members chose his brother, so like his dad and uncles, I'm assuming. Yeah. But they're like kind of setting it up like he was jealous of because his brother? yeah, they're trying to make it like older brother versus younger brother. Yeah. Like, oh, like he was picked over me. I'm older. I deserve it. Yeah. And it's like, and that's kind of the way like Deborah tries to like yeah. shape it too. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think it's that deep, guys. I think he just showed he's incompetent. I mean, clearly. To run a company. Yeah, absolutely. Like, There's a lot of like when you get rich, like I get why some people get paranoid because you just have so many people like kind of whispering in your ears, pulling you in different directions and you don't know who's like right. Yeah. Or even like looking out for you rather than themselves because Deborah's not looking out for him. Definitely not. Money kind of brings out the worst in people. Yeah. It's really sick. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut to some home family, like family video, like home video stuff. And we're also like kind of intercutting that with some more interviews where a cop is asking Robert if he threatened to kill his brother. And he's like, mm, no, <laughs> but like very weak and very like not believable. Yeah. It's like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. So then one of their phone calls plays again. And Deborah's like, he took it from you. He screwed you out of everything. Your birthright, which is very like, calm down, Deborah. Yeah. Relax. Chill. So then she's saying that, you know, the two of them, like them two, like she and him could have run everything, not the two of them. It's, it's Douglas and Robert could have run everything together if, if he so chose to work together with Robert, but he didn't. And he chose to ruin Robert's life. Yeah. But then she's ignoring the fact that Robert didn't have the drive to work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like if he wasn't showing up, what, what does it matter? And he's, he's also chairman? not even making a point for himself or the case for himself on the phone. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like being very passive. Yeah. So he clearly doesn't care about any of this. I, I know. I some During some of it, I'm like frustrated with him. Cause I'm like, <laughs> is he like just, it, is he a space case? Like what is going on? Yeah. Where is he at? Nowhere. He, Nowhere like, and is, everywhere. I'm like, he's not on the same like playing field as everyone else. Like, no, not like, at all. We're all out here playing soccer and he's playing tennis. Yeah. Like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? They ask Robert about Douglas hiring a bodyguard. And Robert's like, yeah, he got it because he's a pussy. And he doesn't know why he would be afraid of him. Bro, you killed somebody. You killed someone up and chopped their body up. Yeah. Um, I think he's justified in yeah. being scared. Yeah. Are but, you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm, I don't get it. I don't see it. Hmm. So then later on, we see that Robert will be turned over to the Texas cops or Texas police this week for the for that murder. And then Deborah's on the phone again, and she's telling him that this is going to be like a media circus. So like Robert's wondering, like, ooh, should I be smiling? Should I be frowning? What should I look like? And you, why is that what we're focusing on? Do, do I smile? Are you a fucking psycho? Yes. You broke for a murder trial? Yeah. So then they decide that no expression is the best expression. Yeah. But like, why is that? Why is that even a question? Out of everything you could be worried about right now. Yeah. Should I be smiling? (laughs) But what if I don't look cute for the cameras? Yeah. (laughs) Dude, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) So then more footage of Janine Pirro. Imagine being on this case and having to listen to all this and being like, oh, my God. What? (laughs) And then that's hard, too, because I I know you can't talk about it until like everything's done. But I would just go home and be like. 
this fucking guy, <laughs> you know, I would, break, I would have to I tell would, somebody. I would break jury rules so fucking quick. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh man. And we get a recording of young, young Janine. Yep. She's on a mic stating that they're still working the Kathleen Durst case. Yes. And that now that, you know, because it's relevant again, they're not going to, they're not going to rest until I figure it out. Yeah. Back to a recording of Robert and Deborah. He's worried Janine is going to use this murder to indict him for Kathleen. Yeah. And Deborah's like, you're going to be fine. Girl, how, how do you know that? Money can only handle so many problems. Yeah. And she's also, yeah, she spends like so much time just reassuring him. And I'm yeah. like, why? Why? Does she think he's going to have like another bond? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Like, like, oh, yeah, we'll just pay this fee. Yeah. No, he's innocent. Here's like a trillion dollars. Yeah. Like, no. okay, sure. Oh, my God. So then we meet Michael Kennedy, who is the Durst family attorney who is preparing Robert's defense, mm-hmm. which also sounds fishy to me. Yeah. Because he hasn't really had ties with the family. Yeah. And he's like, Robert wants to go to court in Texas because he's got a really solid defense. Yeah. Deborah hates the idea of using Michael. Yeah. So she's like yelling at him on the phone about how Michael's such a cancer and that he's hired from Douglas. So he's going to be out there to like sabotage him. So then I'm like, so what? You find somebody. Yeah. But also like, why are you so pressed about this? Yeah. Because she thinks they're going to bully out of her part of the trust. Yeah. And she mentions that she's not his wife because he was incompetent at the time. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. What are you trying to say? You said a lot without saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then she also admits to threatening divorce if Robert stayed with Kennedy. So that's another like weird, weird thing. So weird. Again, I don't understand her brain. Yeah, but because she's like, oh, this is hired by the family. Yeah. This is a family lawyer, not Robert. Like, no interest for Robert. But I don't even know, like, how how deep they're con- – like, if if she threatened him with divorce, like, would he have even cared that bad? Yeah, right? You know, like, they, they lived, a, like, halfway across the country from each other. It didn't seem like they talked very, very often because she didn't know that he had moved to Texas. Yeah. So She didn't know he was like, living part-time in Texas. Yeah. So, like, what leverage would she have? Yeah. Really? With that divorce? Really? I don't know. I don't just know. just me thinking out loud. Yeah. Back to Robert's testimony. They ask about Deborah threatening divorce if he keeps Michael Kennedy. And he's like, yeah, well, I didn't want to keep him anyway. <laughs> I'm like, what? what is going on with know. you? So we meet Dick DeGarren. Dick yeah. DeGarren. Yeah. He's a Texas criminal defense attorney. And Robert. Has been practicing since 65. Jeez. That is a long time. That's a very long time. Robert wants him. Deborah wants this guy named Mike Ramsey because she argues he's the best mm-hmm. guy in Texas. So they hire both. For $1.8 million. For both of these lawyers. Yeah. That's nuts. That That is insane. Yeah. No wonder the 250 grand was just nothing. Easy, easy, yeah. And they were like, yeah, you'll be fine. Whatever. That's rough. Anyway, we cut immediately to 10 years later. We're at the premiere of the movie for All Good Things. It's in Chelsea in the city. And this movie was inspired by one of the, quote, most interesting missing persons cases in New York City history. So I, what's funny is I think, I'm pretty sure I saw this movie when it came out. Couldn't tell you a thing about it. Oh, goodness. I wouldn't have any idea. And also, I would not have known who Robert Durst was. Yeah, so this is inspired by Kathleen's case. And we meet Andrew Jarecki, the film's director and producer, and Mark Smerling, who is the writer and producer, but yep. Jarecki kind of holds a, like he... He represents the whole angle of that movie. Yeah, and he's in the rest of the documentary. Yes. I don't think Mark is. He also was a writer for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This The movie was discussed on The View, and they go over the base of the case. Kathleen went missing, no body, no arrest. Jarecki says he wants to make a movie Robert Durst would watch and feel emotional from. And I'm like, I don't know if this guy can feel emotions. And you know what? Also, maybe maybe murderers don't have to be our target audience. 
Yeah. You know? know? Like, I understand you want to be creative and tell these, like, riveting stories. I fully get that. But, like, murderers? Yeah. Do we... Do we want to attract that? Yeah, I don't know. Not for me. Yeah, so we go to Eamon Bowles, distributor for all good things. Yes. He gets a call from Robert Durst, does a great impression of him. I would shit myself. I would too. I would. On (laughs) reflex, I would hang up. I know that it's my job to keep him on the line, like for the, you know, the good of people. Yeah. I would hang up. I'd be like, nope, nope. No, no, thank you. Yep. No, thank you. And he's like, calls looking for Andrew Jarecki. So now at this point in the documentaries, when the two get connected with each other. So then Durst is like, hey, you know, all these media outlets, they keep calling me, but I don't like them. But I am interested in something that you would do because I saw the movie and I did like it, which I guess, I mean, like, that's the highest praise that you can get as a director. But also, like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like weird because like there's it's one thing to say, you know, I, I want this person to see my work because. I think that would be so cool. But then like when it actually happens, like, like what do you do? Yeah. If he was like 100% innocent. Right. It would be like one thing. Right, right, right. That too. But it's like, there's still such an air of suspicion. Yeah. And uncertainty around him. It's yeah. like, it is kind of weird for him to be into it. Yeah. And what, what else is crazy is that he pitches the director, the idea. He's like, what to, if me and yeah. you did an interview, but it pertains to the movie? Yeah. What? What? No, you're Im- you're gonna implicate yourself. Yeah, <laughs> what he had to do. But yeah, uh, what's weird too is during the recordings of the phone calls, we see Robert Durst get into the driver's seat of a car, and I'm surprised they let him keep his license. Well, maybe it's in a different name. He's got so many aliases. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I also can't believe he's capable of driving this. City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then the director agrees to like do this interview again. I would be like shaking in my boots. Yeah, and, not even gonna lie. And Robert calls andrew like you seem to really get me <laughs> oh my god that's such like a that is... a bad compliment no right if any murderer <laughs> said that to me i would straight to therapy straight like, to therapy exactly. i would i would just go and get a new a full new personality yeah like i would drop everything that i ever cared about currently yeah and i would just find everything new i feel like absolutely Complete 180 not. We- there would be, I would go apologize to my parents. Yeah, I would reevaluate everything. 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 There's no way. Oh my fucking God. And you know, I hope that that director didn't go home and be like, he said that I get him. Oh. No, <laughs> no I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to assume that he didn't. He'd be like, babe. That's <laughs> what this murderer said to me today. fucking guy said to me. I couldn't keep a straight face for nothing. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Suddenly he's from the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> So he says, you know what he says to you know, me. He says to me, you know, get this. He goes. Oh, my God. Man, that's, I don't know. You know, like you can't bounce back nuts. from that. No, you can't. No, you can't. So then now we just. Start. I would call you crying. Yeah. And then after that, I would be like, do I know my best friend? <laughs> exactly. Do I, I would do about you? I would do what I could to like reassure you in the moment. But I would walk. I would call our other friends and be like, hey. Um, group meeting right now. Yeah, yeah. Can we just discuss something really quick? <laughs> Yeah, so we go back to Daguerrean. He says he believes Bob. No. I'm like, you're literally paid to say that. Yeah. He said, yeah, the point is like, you know, you don't always get the truth, but you have to make a judgment of whether or not you're getting the truth. So he does say, you know, I I do believe him, but also like, <sighs> yeah, how? But, yeah, and it's like, guy. How? 
his family is, it, you know, it says Durst right on your paychecks. Ah, uh, <laughs> like I don't. I'm sure you do believe. I him. don't really uh, hold much yeah. weight to your opinion. You know? Your belief costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So then the other one point eight million dollars. <laughs> the other detective comes back on and he says, "When you have the murderer's word for what happened, why would you believe anything they say?" Which is a fair point. Yeah, you know. But again, I mean the the defense lawyer. Got a lot of zeros on that name. Oh my God, he's got yeah. so many zeros. <laughs> so then the detective goes on to say that he doesn't believe that Robert kills for fun or enjoys it, but if he was backed into a corner, he definitely would kill you. Yeah. I mean, in theory, anybody. I mean, he chopped someone up. He did chop someone up. That's a lot of rage. Yeah. But the, see, the thing is, I do believe in, in, in that situation, in the right bad situation, if anybody's backed into a corner, they would go that far. But like corners are very different for very different people yeah i feel like robert's corner it doesn't seem like his corner was that deep yeah it, you know it might have even just been a curve of a wall yeah really Ugh. i don't know so then just before we start to watch the footage of the interview the episode cuts off yeah i was just gonna get into it but then i was like oh shit it's an episode it's a series yeah of course they're gonna cut it off so, now yeah he gets ready for his interview sits down and puts his little tie on mm-hmm. Ooh, very cute for him i hope that he smiles in this one yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I can give you a quick rundown of the series. Please. There's only six episodes, so totally watch it if you're able to, like for anyone listening. Yeah. This one episode was like 40 minutes, so the rest of them I'm assuming are like 40 minutes. Yeah, they're not crazy long. Um, I'm just going to give you like a bare bones, like what the important stuff yeah. is. So if I miss a ton of important stuff, like don't. It's fine. I don't need it anyway. Don't roast me. It's been a while since I watched the whole series. It's okay. Yeah, so we learn at seven years old, Robert saw his mother die by falling off the roof of their house. Oh, yeah. Okay. That that accounts for a lot of things. Yeah. It's labeled a suicide. Okay. After that, he totally changed. Mm-hmm. So, but like, it's a completely traumatic experience for a child. Like, yeah. yeah. Totally understandable. Only him, or did any siblings see it? Just him. Mm, that's rough. Yeah. So, uh, I but his brother was probably like way younger. Yeah. So even if he, he probably wouldn't yeah. remember it. We get more footage of his brother, but he's very short with his answers. You know. Okay. It's mostly questions about like their relationship as brothers, and then like, and then questions about the cases. Mm-hmm. So we learn more about Robert's relationship with his wife, Kathleen. Okay. She comes from a, a middle, upper class kind of family. So like totally different background. Okay. He wasn't super. Oh, so humbled by her. Yeah. So he, well, not really. Because he wasn't super into hanging around her family. Like they'd chit chat oh, and like try to get to know him. Them. And he like wouldn't really vibe with mm, them. Yeah. And it's like, so then why are you here? Yeah. Like, why are you with her? He also, Maybe she was just hot. Yeah. He also physically abused her. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. She kept mm-hmm. journals. So Good. like yeah. they were they were like interrogating him about like what was in her journals and yeah. he was like I never hit her I never slapped her but like we would push each other and like this and that so there's like I, some, I never hit her I only pushed her yeah aggressively so, th- so there was like some he admitted to but like she had journals and yeah. like in her journal she's like he slapped me yeah like he that's so smart me. for her yeah yeah he also forced her to get an abortion because he's like I don't do kids so then wear protection yeah exactly or get then, your tubes tied because you could it. fucking yeah. afford it yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so, I mean, to me, it doesn't sound like they had a great relationship at all. No, no. So yeah, so she disappears. Then the series goes on to a case about second victim, Susan Berman. Oh, okay. So Where's she she from? She was Robert Durst's BFF, right? Mm. Yeah, she was murdered execution style in her home. Execution style? Yeah, I think in like 2000. With what tool? With a gun. Oh, okay. But you mean like she just sliced it? Like no, 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 like, like a, no, no. They didn't like pull a guillotine. Okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! They're like off her. Creative. <laughs> no. no, no, no. Like 
you okay. know, like mob style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just skipped over half of history. Yeah, I think she, I think she was killed in like two thousand. Man, um, so back to back. Yeah, but so then she got killed first before Morris Black. She was killed before Morris, so she's victim okay. number two. And it's suspected that so she was scheduled to meet with investigators because his best friend. Yeah, supposedly That's fucked up. Supposedly she had information about Kathleen's case. Oh, so it's suspected she helped Robert get rid of the body. Oh, so she had information okay. about that, and she had like a location. Yeah, yeah. Probably got to the point where she was going to say something. Yeah, or might have said something. And then her murder was kind of glossed over because she has, uh, she has mob family. Oh. Yeah. Okay. See, I was going to say why well, is it because she's a woman? No. <laughs> no. And her body... Yeah, I wouldn't touch that either. Yeah, and her body was found because a note was sent to police. Wait. He had the nerve to mess with the mob? I guess so. I and he's know. still alive? I guess. Well, he has money. That's why Money talks. Yeah. You know, I don't know, like, how much... I don't know how far you know, how much money can buy loyalty. Yeah. You know? Or how deep her mob connections were. And how deep his pockets are. (sighs) You know what I mean? That is messy. Yeah. Robert. Her her body was found in her home because police received a note saying cadaver and like with the address. And that's it? With the address to the house. So he snitched on himself. Yeah. Because so, so one thing they, they try to tie him to this case. Yeah. Because the handwriting on his letters to Susan mm. and the handwriting in the cadaver note are super similar. Yeah. And they misspell Beverly Hills the same way. What an idiot. <laughs> and also why? Yeah. Why would, why, like, do you, did you think that, like, did, did cadaver just like have a sticky note, you know, like that kind of note to himself that like got found somewhere else, like in the garbage? Or did he like actually mail this letter no, to he, the police? He sent that to the police so they could find her body. Why? I don't, I don't know. Cause it's like, does, did, Oh, did he want them to do his cleanup for him? I don't know. I don't know if it's like he, like, I don't know if it's like some weird thing where it's like he cared about her, but it's like, it's his best friend. So now he's like linked to her murder. Oh, uh, what you know? an idiot. Yeah. 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 So like that's current. So her murder is what he is currently on trial for. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's the only one that they can really peg him for. Yeah. Currently with Morris Black, it's kind of like, up in, yeah. yeah well we'll get into it okay we circle back to the morris black case okay and so remember how his lawyer said that he has a defense yes so he claims self-defense he claims he shot morris black out of self-defense and then chopped up his body what was what was that part though and was like, the body fighting back yeah like no i i like, i don't agree like, yeah <laughs> but the jury totally bought his self-defense Ugh. yeah so the the Texas court like the the other side were like we have to try to get this guy on other stuff so they used like dodging bond and like yeah. other stuff so that's that's what they got him on I mean so, isn't he also a fugitive from not showing up to that one thing I guess but that's probably what he spent like that one chunk of yeah. jail time for but yeah so like with Morris Black they kind he kind of got let off on the self defense case that sucks for that family claim. yeah and I I don't know I don't remember if they said if Morris had family or not like I don't remember anything mm. about that but yeah so it's fucked up that's fucked he up. just gets so the the trial he's on now currently in 2021 is for susan wow yeah so during one of the later episodes do you think he'll get caught i don't know mm. i don't know mm. yeah. and where is it is it in texas i don't know i don't know where the i don't know where they're I holding think, court i think the jury because susan's are. in la Okay. So it's like his 
his victims are in it's so fucked up his victims are in new york california and texas he's covering a lot of ground yeah i guess so during one of the later episodes i guess i think it's the last episode he is being interviewed by Jarecki and he walks off camera doesn't realize he's still mic'd up right and he says two totally fucking crazy things to mm. himself because he's talking to himself. He says, there it is. You're caught and killed them all, of course. Can you fucking Im- can you imagine? Can you imagine? Imagine. Oh, my God. No. Imagine being the sound guy <laughs> who hears that in the moment. I would shit oh my, my pants. Oh, my God. I would throw up. <sighs> I'd be like, did he- I would I would I would turn to someone else and be like, I, hold my hand. Please. I would walk away from. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, like yeah. that. No. Yeah. Because so, you can't, like, you you hear that in the moment. You know that he's mic'd up. You know he doesn't know that he just said that to you. Yeah. Because that's, like, a common thing with sound people. Like, they are always hearing actors say shit that they don't remember that they're mic'd up for. Yeah. <sighs> and, they, and then how do you, like, you can't, like, cr- scream for somebody because then he's, like, right there. You can't let him get away. <sighs> okay, yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, I think Jarecki goes up to him. He's like, Robert, you're, like, you're so mic'd up. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, they tell him. Like, they know. He knows. Why would they do that? Yeah. Why did they why why would they tell him? Oh man. I mean, oh. I guess you got it. Like Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so like it, it's nuts. It's nuts. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's those three cases, like Kathleen's, I don't know if there's any more info about her case. That sucks. You know, and then and then with Morris, unfortunately, I feel like there wasn't justice there. Yeah. You know, and then now with Susan, it's like, who knows? Cause that's what's going on right now. So present you know he's back in court his trial was supposed to begin like years ago because he got arrested before Wegmans. before the final episode aired really so back in 2015 okay but they kept pushing his trial back what for, was like, the last arrest for for i guess just connection i maybe connections to kath to to susan i'm not mm-hmm. really sure so no sandwich dealing this time no, no sandwich dealing i i guess it was maybe the show i don't know I, I probably should have taken better notes, but it That's was fine. very late. <laughs> it was very late when I was doing this. Oh, one o'clock in the morning? Yeah, right. Five o'clock in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could stay up late again, but I just, I can't do it. I That's wish. not my life. I wish I didn't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So his trial kept getting pushed back and then it started in 2020 when the coronavirus happened. Oh, so lucky for him. Yeah. So wow. it got pushed back again. He well, must have been so excited. He was still in jail, I yeah. think. Yeah. So he still pleads not guilty to killing Susan. So actually, so speaking of jail, if you were in jail, right, and you were walking down and just like seeing who else is around there and you see like the rough dude from like the projects or something, and then you see like this small white man, more terrified of the small white man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hands down, right? You're like, what did he do? Yeah. What did that guy do? That guy did something Especially up. if they're old. Yeah. Because that means that's extra fucked up. Yeah. He either did something super gross yeah. or something super fucked up. I would not go anywhere near that person. Yeah. You kind of know what to expect with like certain Everybody people. Everybody else, are, yeah. yeah. It's like I don't know. The, the quiet ones are quiet themselves. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, not. no. So transcripts of the audio recording of what was said during the final episode were shown in court, and the quotes were edited for the show. Oh, yeah. So now I'm that? like, I guess they are. I mean, because it's a creative decision and not a legal document, but still. Yeah, there was an article about like HBO and like being tied to the the trial. But it was a New York Post oh. new, or, or a New York Times. It was a New York Times article. Okay. So it's behind a paywall. So yep. I couldn't read it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. And then I, I couldn't find a, another article. Yeah. So the quotes were edited for the show. So now I'm like, what the fuck did he really say then? What Man. did he say? Man. What did he say? Like, I want to know. 
And Durst's lawyer wanted to delay the trial more because he's 78 and has a ton of health issues. Oh, boo-hoo. But the judge is like, no, we're continuing. You we're know what's a real health issue? This. Dying. Yeah, being dead. Yeah. Murdered, execution yeah. style. You don't come back from that one. Yeah, no, absolutely mm. not. So th- we are recording this episode on August 7th. Yeah. Saturday, August 7th. So Monday is when he goes on the stand, when he takes the stand. So Ooh, wow. Yeah. That is right now. Yeah, like, so there will be like all new info. Wow, I can't episode. wait for you to fill me in. Yes. Yeah, so, I'm sure I'll, I'll actually look some of it up. Yeah, so this episode comes out in like, what, two weeks yeah. from now? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oof. And, yeah, that's that's what's going on. So that's kind of why I picked this one because it's, it's a really intense crime documentary. And the doc series, I feel like, is very well done. But then um, it's so... It's, it's current and it's, it's local. It's current, too. And yeah. it's local. And, like, I don't know. I feel like we don't hear about too many fucked up things. Yeah, in here. Yeah, <laughs> like you also our, would think that because it's here, we would know more about it. Yeah, or I, at least we would have just it would have been talked about a little more or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, like we've had like a couple murders in just our small town, but yeah. like it's like whoa. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I get why you're into true crime. Yeah, thanks. So, you know, <laughs> at some point I will pick it up. Uh, I mean, I have less intense ones yeah. lined up for you. Oh, cool, perfect. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, it's in our notes that we're we're considering doing like a month of true crime for my birthday month yes yeah just throwing that out there just just to let people know what maybe might be happening in the future (laughs) but so okay my other question is you do not like blood yeah no you don't like gore yeah and yet and yeah true crime true crime is where it is yeah and you know what (laughs) after after we finished the last movie and after um i was going over like the Jenks episodes and, and this stuff. I watched the Do Suicide Squad, <laughs> and it's extremely bloody and gory. And I got so nauseous watching it. It was really great. That's your was arm great back? movie. Yes, <laughs> my stomach was like hurting. Oh, <laughs> but it was great. I thought I thought the movie was great. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, but I was just like, oh, what is wrong with me? And Dang. like, I, you know, and I'm like into the morbid stuff, but then like I'm like, oh, grossed out so easy. So I don't know what it is. You know, sometimes you just got to go, go, go. Yeah. And then you'll take like a few weeks off. Yeah, maybe. And you'll jump back into it. I know. And I like... Pace yourself next time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all right. I got into like scary movies maybe about like a year or two ago. Oof, still can't do that. Yeah. Or maybe even even more, even longer than that. But um, there's this one movie I tried to watch recently and it wasn't... There was nothing scary happening. It was like a slow burn. Nothing scary is happening. But then this like ghost... I don't remember the ghost lady or what was happening. But someone like put a finger in someone's eyeball and oh. I turned the movie off. <laughs> and that's I, enough for me. And I haven't gone back to it. <laughs> I don't need to see who comes out alive. I do not care anymore. <laughs> and, it's, and it's one that I've heard of that's good. And I'm just like, no, thank you. We will not be finishing this one. Yeah. <laughs> just and read it about, read about it on Reddit. There was no blood, nothing. It was just an eyeball thing. And I was like, nope. <laughs> Sometimes there's just the one thing that you cannot do. Yeah, it's just I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I was like, of all the things. It's and, it's fine. Yeah. And and there are like I've I've watched some crime documentaries that are a little bit more graphic than this one. And like there's like one in particular that I had to like straight up look away. This but, one I didn't even look at the pictures in the beginning. Yeah. I was just like, huh? Yeah, I think that's the only time they flash them at you. I yeah. don't think they happen again. But yeah. That's I mean, you are you're so strong. <laughs> So content warning, if anyone hasn't watched this series yet and wants to watch it, yeah. the first three minutes of the first episode has body it's words. not great. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know what else is fine is you just listen about it. <laughs> you listen to so many true crime docs. Yeah. Or podcasts. 
<laughs> yeah, and there's so many, and like they're, I'm, uh, yeah, they're pretty good. You know, yeah, I, I have a bunch that and I really enjoy. And it keeps you aware, and it keeps you, you know, up to date about what could happen. Yeah, so that you don't fall into the traps. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It's just wild to like, just again, me as like the new person in true crime, like just cr- so crazy to like see what people think they can get away with, and what yeah. they think is just okay to like live as. Yeah, you know, it's like you really cannot get away with murder. I mean, but like this there's guy, there's a whole TV series about it. <laughs> yeah, this guy just seems to be like walking away. Yeah, and I'm like, if he like, you know. If he were to get out, like, thank God he's old and sick. Someone should just push him over. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, I hate to say that because, like, I obviously wouldn't want to wish any illnesses, any of these serious illnesses on anyone. But it's, like, if he... What, Robert Durst? What if, you know, like, what if he was, like, healthy, got out, and, like, killed another person? yeah. You know, like, someone else tied to him, like, is all of a sudden disappeared or gone. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, I... Even if he... The other thing... Is that you have three of three. these things tied to you and somehow people could still think that you're not guilty yeah. of at least one of them? Like like I said in the beginning, like even if he's not involved, he's involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like He didn't hand- do the thing, but he still like pulled the strings. Yeah, yeah. Like if he didn't, if he wasn't directly like firsthand yeah. involved, he was involved somehow. Yeah. He like hired somebody. He had a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's something. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. Well, welcome to True Crime Net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I st- gave you a real heavy one to start. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I, I like to just jump in, you know? Yeah, because I, I think, was it me and my friend were talking about the, the case to you when we were on the way to the city last weekend, and you were like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, start that over again? Me? Yeah. I didn't quite hear you the right way. So you know we're going to be talking about it as the trial happens. Perfect. <laughs> We'll be in San Diego as we currently are right now, but actually talking about it then. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. that's when everything's going to be happening. Like, oh my Love God. Love that for us and hopefully yeah. for justice. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. How are you guys feeling about true crime? Yeah. Because we're probably going to keep doing it anyway. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely different for us and yeah. um, we tried to you know make make light of it kind of a little bit you know as much make, as is respectful yeah you know because it, it is a serious and shitty topic yeah you know yeah death as long sucks as, yeah murder is terrible terrible man <laughs> fucking awful yeah Ugh. well that makes it awkward yeah I know. <laughs> like, this is awkward yeah so, anyway so thanks for listening yeah, thank is you. what we're saying and uh tell your friends to listen if if you have friends that prefer true crime then also make sure you share it with them and you can find us on all the social media at China Media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the TikTok, possibly YouTube, maybe uh, some Letterboxd. Yeah. You know, we'll see if we can sprinkle some of that in there. Oh, for sure. And if you need some kind of suspenseful true crime music or any other music, Jessica Damari is the one to talk to. Yay. And on that note, bye. bye.